Welcome in once again to Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by Colin Taylor, our staff writer, who was at the Will Muschamp press conference today. South Carolina getting set for a noon kickoff against Tennessee in what appears to be a very interesting ball game for a number of reasons. Carolina coming off this blowout win over Arkansas, so the Gamecocks have got some momentum, some confidence with a 4-2 and record heading on the road to Neyland Stadium on Saturday. And Tennessee feels like a ship without a sail right now. Although they are coming off a bye week, but two weeks ago they were blown out at home 41 to nothing by Georgia. There's been some infighting on the Tennessee roster. They had a fight in practice last week. So we're going to talk about all this today. But first, Colin, uh, let's talk about the Muschamp press conference today. Real upbeat press conference. I think Muschamp feeling real good after this win over Arkansas. Right. I mean, why not? It's, you know, his, his baby, which is the defense, you know, came to play at a program first three defensive touchdowns in one game. And um, they, they, scored the most points they've ever scored under him at South Carolina. So uh, there's a lot of reasons to feel good if you're South Carolina because you're coming off a, you know, pretty dominant performance against Arkansas. And, you know, they gave up some points during garbage time um, that kind of padded the score a little bit. But really it was just a all-around, you know, dominating performance. And, you know, I think that they're very, very confident now uh, heading into a Tennessee game on the road. And, um and that, that's big for them because, like you said, Tennessee's really kind of coming coming apart at the seams right now. Yeah, a lot of talk about Tennessee right now. We'll get into that later, Colin. The Gamecocks were a slight underdog at home against Arkansas, and they really dominated the football game on Saturday. So, you know, Muschamp prides himself on never letting the highs get too high or the lows get too low. But I think he, he definitely sounded confident today. And it felt like Muschamp was just in a pretty good place right now. Subject to change, obviously, at a moment's notice, <laughs> depending on how the Gamecocks play Saturday. But uh, felt like, you know, everything is in order right now for South Carolina. So let's talk about injuries first, Colin. The Gamecocks have been depleted on the offensive line by injuries. Muschamp said today that Bailey and Helms ran around at practice today, although you reported on GamecockCentral.com this morning that uh, Donnell Stanley said neither – None of the three injured offensive linemen took team reps today in practice, but Muschamp did say that Zach Bailey and Corey Helms ran around at practice today. Malik Young will be evaluated tomorrow, and wide receiver Terry Gujer, who left the Texas A&M game a couple of weeks ago with that scary head injury, still questionable for this week against Tennessee. I think the coaches are playing it safe. Um, they're going to want to make sure that you know Bailey and Corey Helms are – I think those two guys have the best chance of playing this week. Um, if at all, uh, I think Malik Young's probably, you know, a couple weeks out just because he was the most recently injured and ankle injuries, especially for offensive linemen, take a while. Um, just because the ankle is so important and, you know, being able to pivot and kind of use that is a little bit more important too. Um, but they're going to hold them out until they feel like they're really, really comfortable. Um, Will Muschamp talked today about, you know, if they feel like Bailey and Helms or Young are ready to go, then, he gets to go have a conversation with Eric Wolford about, you know, how much they use him. Is it an emergency situation only? Is it, you know, do they play him for about 40 snaps, 50 snaps, or is it full go? You know, they're going to start the game. Um, because Sedarius Hutcherson and Blake Camber have both played pretty well in their stead. So um, a lot to be determined. I think Bailey and Helms do have the best chance of playing uh, this week. But uh, a lot, you know, they're going to evaluate probably Wednesday, Thursday, um, before they make any kind of decision on that. Colin, maybe the most pleasant surprise from the Arkansas game was the way the Gamecock offensive line played. I mean, this is basically a patchwork unit. 
that the Gamecocks ran against Arkansas, and Carolina ran the football very well and protected Jake Bentley. They only gave up the one sack to Arkansas after giving up seven the week prior to Texas A&M. And I know the Gamecocks had to lead much of the ball game against Arkansas, so the play calling may have been a little bit different, playing with the lead, but the O-line played extremely well. Right, and I think that has a lot to do with, I think, more experience is, you know, the scenario Spencer said he didn't play last year is now, you know, into kind of the game speed now that he's playing once, you know, Helms went out and um, they're they're kind of starting to have this back and forth and kind of know where everybody is and they're starting to, the light's coming on for him a little bit and I think that that helps. But yeah, the offensive line turned in their best performance of the, of the year so far. They really opened up some running lanes for Rico Dowdle, Tyson Williams, and A.J. Turner. Uh, and they protected Jake Bentley, which has been a thing that, you know, maybe didn't happen the last couple of weeks uh, with all those injuries kind of decimating that front front line there. Gamecock defense turned in a dominant performance as well. You mentioned the three defensive touchdowns, a first in South Carolina Gamecock football history, and they actually had a fourth touchdown overturned by a, a replay. So, you know, just couldn't have been a much better day for the Gamecock defense in terms of stifling the Arkansas running game. I think that was a concern coming in. You know, the Gamecocks had not seen the eye formation all year, and they handled it extremely well. And Gamecock sophomore defensive lineman DJ Wanham named SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week this week. So, you know, the team forced a bunch of turnovers, Colin, and Muschamp was asked today, how do you create turnovers? And he said, well, some players just have innate ability. And he mentioned Stephen Montak as one who's just got a way, a knack, for taking the football away from somebody. But Muschamp went a little further into detail. Colin, he said that the players go through the turnover circuit every Tuesday, you know, some drills that they run to try to help create turnovers. And he said that they watch video, examples of how to get the ball away from the other team. So football's really changed, and I thought this was an interesting insight into some of the stuff that the team does that we don't see. Right, and, you know, that's since day one, since Muschamp arrived at South Carolina, uh, he's preached about an opportunistic defense, a defense that's going to take advantage of, Missed throwing balls or running backs not holding on to the ball properly. Um, and that's something that, you know, the coaching, these hired coaches that have the same philosophy. So, you know, T Rob in the secondary and, you know, Hustle with the linebackers and things like that, and Thompson with the defensive line, they're all, you know, preaching to these players, you know, go get turnovers. Go and, you know, Dante Sawyer said it today during player availability that, you know, it's always in the back of his mind if he's rushing the quarterback. You know, if the tackle's secure once he gets there, then he's going to go try and strip the ball. He's going to go and, you know, do all these things that are necessary to try and, you know, get the ball off of him, put the ball on the ground, or force interception, um, which is what this defense is made on. They're one of the best in the country, or conference especially, in doing stuff like that. So, um, defense, you know, you can give up as many yards as you want, but if you're forcing turnovers, especially in the red zone, uh, that that's huge, and that's going to keep the the offense or the the opponent off the scoreboard as much as possible. Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with staff writer Colin Taylor talking about today's Will Muschamp press conference. We hope you will download the Gamecock Central Radio app. By now, you've surely heard about the new phone app that we've got. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. It's a free app. It allows you to listen to our podcast on your cell phone or mobile device. Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services. Or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Download the app today. The app is free. Our podcasts are free. 
And we want you to take advantage of the Gamecock Central hotline. We've set up this new phone number that allows you to call in, leave us a voice message, and we'll play a recording of your voice on a future edition of Gamecock Central Radio. If you have questions about the Gamecock football team or about an upcoming opponent, Call the GC hotline, 497-9058. That's 803-497-9058. Give us a call on the GC hotline and get involved with Gamecock Central Podcast. Colin Muschamp talked extensively today about improved run defense, and that, that has really been marked improvement, I would say, this year. You know, even in the losses to Kentucky and Texas A&M, the Gamecock run defense was pretty daggum good. And it was really good against Arkansas on Saturday. And Muschamp cited a couple of reasons why. He said that uh, the D-line is playing with their blocks more square. So I wanted to get you to expound on that a little bit and tell us what that means. And he said pad levels improved. And he mentioned Ulrich Jones and Taylor Stallworth. And he said that Sky Moore and T.J. Brunson are playing at a high level. And that helps the defensive line also. So talk about what does that mean exactly, Colin, playing blocks more square? It's really, you know, a defensive lineman is kind of predicated on making sure he has a wide base and he's in control of his body. And if he's, and that means kind of playing, you know, face front to the offensive lineman to be able to kind of move where you want to move. Um, if the offensive lineman has you kind of off balance a little bit, then he's able to control where you go as a defensive lineman, what you can do um, in terms of getting to the running back or the quarterbacks on pass rush. Um, so that's what he's talking about. He likes them playing kind of more up, you know, you know, low to the ground, but kind of square in terms of, you know, where they're facing and trying to face the ball more. Um, and it, it's worked so far. They're doing a good job. Taylor Stallworth is or Jones. Um, and, you know, this defense, you know, has, they've talked about the defensive line trying to hold blocks and, you know, keep the offensive line occupied. That way, you know, Sky Moore and TJ Brunson and Sherrod Green and, you know, Daniel Fennell, those guys and and DJ Wanham, those guys can go and make plays in the backfield or in the you know in the the passing game, um, and you know if the defensive line can hold that, then it allows those kind of quicker, more agile guys to go make plays in the boundary and things like that, which is what the defense is kind of built on. Gamecock defense looked as good as it has looked under Will Muschamp, forcing a number of turnovers, and Stephen Montag had a big hit that forced an Arkansas fumble. Dante Sawyer with a strip sack that was picked up by T.J. Brunson and returned 73 yards for a TD. And then late in the game, Colin, Keyshawn Nixon from California intercepted a pass and took it to the house for a pick six. And Muschamp was asked about Keyshawn Nixon today, and he said some very interesting things. Colin, they, they started him out at safety, but Muschamp said that he believes his position in the future will be cornerback. Yeah, and they're, they're a guy that the coaching staff is very high on Keyshawn Nixon. Um, he's Agile, he's kind of a physical cornerback, something like something like a Rashad Fenton, what they have right now. Um, but he he didn't get to campus until right before preseason camp started. Um, so there was kind of a he was behind the eight ball, so to speak. Um, they they put him out at safety, thinking he could play that this year, and that you know it didn't really match his skill set. Uh, so they they think he could play it, but he's just a better corner, and that sent him back a little bit and learning the defense, you know, some. And, you know, now they're, they're, must have said, you know, a couple of times this week, he's really high on what Keyshawn Nixon can do. Um, he's going to have a great career in South Carolina. Um, it's just a matter of finding him time to play between, you know, Rashad Fenton and Jamarcus King and, you know, Jemias Williams, um, where he fits into that defensive secondary. Yeah, really exciting to see Keyshawn Nixon make a play. You know, we've heard a lot about him coming in and he joined the team a little bit late, Colin, but. 
Uh, great to see him on the field with the lights on at the end of that Arkansas game. And I know it came late in the game. The game was already decided. But great to see young talent making a play. The Gamecocks are already thin in the secondary. So when you can add another playmaker back there, that's always good to see. So good things for the Gamecocks all around after this win over Arkansas. And, Colin, one other item on the Gamecock defense. Muschamp was talking about the, the improvement of the defense, and he talked about Sherrod Green. I wanted you to share with our listeners today some of the things that Muschamp said about Sherrod Green. I thought this was very interesting. Muschamp said that Green spends a lot of time in film study with Coleman Hutzler, his coach, and Muschamp said that part of the Gamecocks' evaluation of recruits includes importance of the game. How important is the game to these players that they're recruiting? And Sherrod Green is a prime example of a kid that – the game means a lot to him, and it shows up in his work ethic and the way he plays the game. Yeah, and, you know, I think in any walk of life, you want people, uh, you want to surround yourself, you want to work with people that, that care about the thing you're working toward just as much as you do. And one of cares about, you know, South Carolina, he cares about the game of football, and he cares about winning, and he wants guys that feel the same way. He wants guys that are going to, are willing to put in maybe the extra work to, um, you know, watch film and, Putting the extra work on the practice field or extra reps or things like that, and you know that that those late nights with Coleman Hustler and the coaching staff are not mandated. Um, and Sherrod Green kind of goes in in on his own time and watches film and things like that. So um, that's another young player that South Carolina is excited about. Um, true freshman that they're kind of throwing to the wolves right now and saying go and learn. And you know we got his first career start against Arkansas um, in more of a traditional four three defense. Uh, as the same linebacker and played pretty well. Uh, and, you know, that's a guy that can be a cog in that, you know, defense for, for years to come, maybe the next, you know, T.J. Brunson, even though Brunson's only a sophomore. So, Colin, we can turn our attention now to the Tennessee game, and Muschamp did talk a good bit about Tennessee today, talked about running back John Kelly for the Vols, said he's one of the elite running backs in the SEC, said he gets Tennessee going and he runs violent. So, you know, Carolina just had a good game against the run against Arkansas, but it'll be a different test against John Kelly and the Vols on Saturday. Yeah, and that's it's a Tennessee team that you know you really don't know what to expect, but you do know, do know they run the ball really well. Um, they have a lot of playmakers. They have John Kelly's big playmaker on that side. So, you know, you you hope that this Arkansas game builds confidence a little bit, uh, makes the team think that they can stop the run because they're going to need uh, that kind of mentality going forward because Tennessee does run the ball really, really well. And it's been something that South Carolina has not stopped uh, as consistently as they wanted to stop it uh, this season. Butch Davis is on the hot seat. This is one of the hot topics in the SEC right now, particularly coming off that embarrassing loss to Georgia, 41 to nothing a couple of weeks ago at home for the Volunteers. So Muschamp was asked about blocking out the outside noise. And, you know, with Muschamp's time at Florida and his – departure from the Gators program. He's got some experience dealing with this. He was asked, is it possible to block out the outside noise, and is that something that you address with your team? And Muschamp said, no, not really. He said, but you can't turn off Twitter. He said all he did, and he was speaking from experience, Colin, he said that you focus on preparation. So we would assume that that's what Butch Davis is doing with Tennessee. The fight in practice last week, the second fight between Tennessee players in practice this year that resulted in the suspension of their best defensive lineman. Colin, there's a lot going on at Tennessee, not much of it good right now. Right, and you know, like I said earlier, it's like they're coming apart at the seams. You have players fighting in practice. You have, you know, the coach, you know, fighting for his job, it feels like, um, or definitely sounds like. Um, so you, you really don't know what to expect. And, 
you know, I thought Will Muschamp, who's been through something similar to that before, coaching in a program with um, insanely high expectations, is really was really fascinating to me. I mean, it, it's always cool to know how coaches try to handle those situations that, you know, the general public really doesn't know about is that, you know, you can talk about wanting to coach fired, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, they're people. And it's very interesting to see how they, you know, handle those types of situations. Um, I thought Will Mustang gave a great answer to it about try, trying at least to block out the noise. And, you know, I'm sure that's going on at Tennessee right now is that they're trying to find some way to, you know, keep the, the media and the, and the pressure around winning um, off of them and just kind of focus on, you know, playing the game that, you know, they've played all season and or at least trying to, you know, return to some sense of normalcy right now uh, up in Knoxville. Colin, re- recapping, summarizing briefly the incident involving Tennessee defensive lineman Daryl Taylor last week in practice. He got into a fight with a teammate and reportedly kicked him, and it required stitches to the face of the player that he got into the fight with. So Taylor was already scheduled to miss half of the South Carolina game because he was ejected from the Georgia game for fighting. And then a few days later, he gets into this fight with a teammate, kicks him in the face, gives this guy stitches, and now he's been suspended indefinitely by Tennessee. Right, and, you know, that's something you don't want. There was another instance where a, a player, you know, tripped over a helmet or was pushed over a helmet, or you, you really don't know what's going on. So there's a lot of different scuffles going on. You can tell frustration level um, is high up in Knoxville. These players are, are just want to win, and it's the, the attention, you know, they're trying, they're trying to focus attention back to the football field, but it's hard to do when there's so many questions about your coach's future and things like that. Because all these players have been recruited by Butch Jones. Um, and, you know, seeing this, and I'm sure, you know, mounts to the frustration level at least a little bit. So it's um it's an interesting situation in Knoxville, without a doubt. And it's going to play into at least a little bit right now. So um, ten- what's go- what's going to happen Saturday? Yep, Tennessee's 3-2. and two. They're 0-2 in the SEC. They beat Georgia Tech in overtime in Atlanta to start the year. They also have wins over Indiana State and kind of a sluggish win over UMass, 17-13. They're two losses at Florida. Again, they were in position to win. Florida hit the Hail Mary on them on the last play of the game, beat them 26-20. And then two weeks ago, Georgia went into Neyland Stadium and just steamrolled Tennessee 41 to nothing. So Tennessee has had a week to try to regroup with the bye week last week, two weeks to prepare for South Carolina, noon kickoff, 12.02 official start time on ESPN in Knoxville on Saturday. Going to be an interesting ball game, Colin. Paul Feinbaum said this week that Arkansas is now officially a dumpster fire. I would suggest that Tennessee is a full dumpster and the Gamecocks should bring matches to Neyland Stadium on Saturday. Absolutely. And um, it's you know the Gamecocks have a, have a tendency of going up to places with coaches on the hot seat and um, making their seats a little bit warmer with wins. Um, so we'll see if that happens again um, this week. Tennessee a slight favorite against the Gamecocks going into Saturday's game. Colin, thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's Colin Taylor, Gamecock Central staff writer, and I'm Emerson Phillips. This is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us.